0: I. I know some of you are going, man, where's my jello at? Speaking of that, how many of y'all still have your dollar coin, huh? Come on now, come on. Got your dollar coin. Because God chose you, remember? If you would take your Bibles and turn to John chapter three, verse sixteen, it's a it's a familiar passage of scripture for all of us. And we're going to talk about choices today. You know, it's one of the greatest things that we have in this country. It's one of the greatest freedoms ever. Maybe the most important thing that that happens in our country is to be able to choose. You choose where you go to church. You choose what you're going to eat. You choose all kinds of things. I've had the privilege of going to other countries where that's not happening. It's funny though, we, we cherish that choice. Man, if we don't get the choices we want or we don't get to choose, we're, we're mad or we're upset about that. Uh, 1995, I got the privilege to go to Russia and, and it was interesting because, because we had always been taught that they were the enemy and all the time I was in the army, boy, that was the big, the big threat and so on and so forth. And yet I go to Russia and find out they're just people just like us. In fact, most of the most of the older people really, really liked communism because they didn't have to choose. They didn't have to worry about all of those things that, that we have to worry about. Where you're going to go to school and, and what you're going to do for an occupation and, and where you're going to live and so on and so forth. That was all done by the government. They tell you where to go, what to do, where, you're going to, where you can travel. Uh, not so much what you can eat every day, but, but even when you're going to go on vacation, where you're going to go on vacation, all of those things were... Were handled by the government, and the, and the older folks liked that because you know they they had all of these steps, and they didn't have to worry about all of those things. They knew what occupation by the time they were uh, 14 years old, they had already been given a an occupation, a road to go down. So didn't have to worry about that anymore. Didn't have to worry about the crop and how much they were gonna gonna make or not make off of that crop because the government provided all the seeds. The government took care of everything for them, and, and then gave them back food. So. Interesting that that they, on the other side of the world, in that um, great country, liked that. We couldn't stand it. We loved the choice. It was interesting when we went over there in 95, there were Baptist churches, by the way, that went all the way through communism, all the seven years of communism, but they could not evangelize. And so we brought in the ability to, to choose Jesus Christ. And I remember one, one group in particular was three ladies in their 80s, and they were all living together. The government had given them a house, and they were all living together. And We had an evangelist with us named Andre that had, God had brought up from, from the south to join with us. And, and we go into this house... And he asked them the question, where's Jesus? And they said, he's on the refrigerator. We pray to him three times a day, he's on the refrigerator. And they, he said to them, how would you like to have Jesus in your heart? And, and all three of these ladies just broke down crying because they never realized that they could have Jesus inside of them. They could choose Jesus to be in them, not just a picture on the refrigerator that they prayed to three times a day. What, what an unbelievable opportunity that was. And we've got that same opportunity here. I, I want to just want to recap for a few moments kind of some of the things that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. First of all, we're made in God's image. Wow, there's a whole theological road, I could go down with that. But we're made in the image of God, and He has a plan for your life that began even before you were born. In fact, we found out that 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 happened even before the beginning of time. He had a plan for you right here, right now, in this day. It's no accident that you're here in 2022 in this place. God has had a plan for your life from the very beginning. God wants a relationship with you that is continuous, not just on Sundays and not just Sometimes, and not just a 15-minute Bible study on every day. You know, us preachers, we've got to preach that stuff. We've got to have 15 minutes a day, and you've got to spend time with God, and you've got to spend time in prayer. God wants to talk with you and walk with you every moment of every single day. He wants that kind of relationship with you. He He wants to be your God not just on Sundays, but every single day. Even so much as to make you His child, it says in the Bible his son if in the book of Revelation, but adopt you as his kid. Wow. I had a good relationship, had a good dad, had a good relationship with my dad. And I would love to talk with him every time we got a chance, every day if I could. That was back in the day before cell phones, so it wasn't quite as easy to communicate in those days. But we cherished those times that we got to talk together and visit with each other. Our Father in Heaven wants that too, and He's done everything to make that happen. God, because of His unmerited favor, we use the word grace, but because of His favor for us, has made a way to have that relationship with Him, but He allows you to choose. And so today I want to present to you that choice. Either a choice for freedom. Boy, we say we're from America, we're free. The Jews... Jesus came to the Jews and said, uh, said to them that he wants to give them freedom. I want you to be free indeed. And they go, well, we're Jews. We've always been free. And he goes, no, you've, you've been in bondage this whole time. Wow. We can either be in bondage to sin or we can be free through Jesus Christ. So if you would, in John chapter 3 verse 16, there was a A religious leader that's what this whole story is about a religious leader named Nicodemus who had come to Jesus and wanted to know about what it meant to be a follower of Christ what it meant to be born again what salvation was all about and so he's going through this whole list with him and I can see the wheels turning now well I'm a good Jew I'm Pharisee in fact I'm one of the religious leaders of the time, so I've got to have everything right with God. I've got to be. I study all the time. I look at his word all the time. Man, I know everything there is about the law. And Jesus is saying to him, "Mm, you've got to be born again. It's just one thing you lack. You've got to accept me. You've got to to be reborn through my love. You've got to accept me. So John 3.16 says this. We've got to get there first. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, one and only, only begotten. And whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Man, that's something we foundationally, and especially in the, in the Baptist church have, have drilled that into everybody. We know that's one of the first verses we learn and we love that verse. And it's a great verse, man. God so loved you. That's put the, put yourself in the world's In that place where it says the world that God so loved the world, put your name in there. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is truth. That is a choice. But notice what verse 17 says. For God did not send his His son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. I, I have spent nearly 40 years in ministry now. And I have seen the Christian world condemn each other more than anything else. We condemn everything, and yet Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world but to save the world. Could we not change that? Could we not go about life realizing that it's a choice for us in every place that we go, and in, in all the different denominations that we have, that all the children of God ought to be in one with each other? Wow. To love and care for each other, and to love the world so much rather than condemning the world for what it's done to try to share with them who Jesus is. Wow. It's a choice. Notice verse 18. For whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. I know a lot of people have visited with a lot of different groups that have said, well, our God would not condemn us to hell. He hasn't. It's a choice you've made. And that choice stands before you today. It's not about how many times you go to church. Sheila said, you know, you used to get gold stars. You get your gold star for bringing your Bible. You get your gold star for everything you do in church. It's not about the gold stars you get. It's, It's not about how good other people think you are. It's not about you feeling good on the inside. It's not about how many good things you can do in your society. It's not about... How many good people, how many people that think you're the greatest that there is? It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about, in this moment, saying, God, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to be my God and my King. I want you to guide and direct every step of my life from this point forward. You say, David, you're in the middle of church preaching this. You're preaching to the choir. Well, you know what? God led me to this passage of Scripture this morning specifically. I, I don't know about Jason, but sometimes you get a passage of Scripture like this that God leads you to, and you go, Lord, what's up with that? Everybody knows this passage of Scripture. But if there's one person here who maybe you've been playing church all your life, one person here, maybe, maybe everybody around you and your family thinks, man, you're the greatest thing there's ever been. But you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. You've never made that choice in your life. Today's the day. It's an easy choice. Jesus has done everything to make that happen. God has made a way. A holy God who we are not even worthy to come into the presence of has made a way that we can come into his presence. Not only that, he's made a way that we can can call him our God. He can call us his child. Wow. It costs Jesus everything. I think about we celebrate Independence Day today. From my standpoint, I think of the sacrifice that's been given to keep us free. Then I think about the sacrifice that Jesus made to make us free. What about you today? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? I want to promise you something. I want to promise you that if you've not done that, you're condemned already. You're already there. You're already down that road. Wow. It's up to you today to make that decision. Will you make it? This morning I... We're a little strapped for time, let's just say, it this day. But I want to take the time to say to you, the choice is laid out before you. I don't care if you've been coming to church your whole life. I don't care if this is your first time in church. God has laid a choice before you this morning. Will you make Him your God and your King? God has loved you so much and given His Son just for you. Would you accept him today? Would you make him your king and your God? Bill and I were talking not too long ago, and he said sometimes he thinks some people don't make that choice because it seems just too easy. It is easy. It is simple. But giving your life over to God sometimes is not easy. You want what you want. You want to be independent, not dependent on God. And yet God has made it. The only way to get to Him through Jesus Christ. You've got to surrender yourself today and give it over to God. Let's pray together. Father, I pray in this room about the choices that are being made in these moments. God, Your Word is powerful and effectual. And right now, Father, I pray that You would use it to penetrate the hearts of every person in this room. God, you've loved us so much and done everything, everything we need to come to you. Today, Father, I pray that you would help someone here. If they've got the blinders on, Father, if they they have not accepted you as Savior, Lord, that today they would make that choice right in this moment. Right now with their hearts every piece of their being they would pray and cry out to you and and know that they're a sinner God that they need you so badly and ask you to come in and be their Savior and their Lord God I thank you for that privilege right now thank you that you've done everything to make us free indeed we praise you for that Father In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. i want to ask you to stand with me. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation together. God may be speaking to your heart this morning. Maybe you don't understand. Maybe you thought, well, all I had to do was do good stuff to come to God. Maybe you've got questions. I'd love to answer those. Maybe this morning God's convicting you and you need to come down and, and before him and pray. Whatever that decision is, I ask you to make it during this invitation time as we sing. so glad you've come this morning. You know, every church I've been in, I, I think, where do all these people go in, in July and June and so on and so forth? Well, they come to Peacock, of course. I, I should have known that. It's awesome to see every one of you today. I'm so glad you've come to be with your families today and spend some time with them. What a, what a great privilege that is. So, I kind of recap everything going on. We've got a, a, a family um, meal, Twelve here at the church for the Watts family. Um, I'm going to be going over to First Baptist Church. We're having an Independence Day celebration over there, and if you want to go over there, then then by all means go over there and and uh, and we'll worship together a little bit. Then we've got the funeral at 1:30 uh, at the Double Mount Cemetery, and then at three o'clock we've got the nursing home service. So. Yeah, there's a meal at the celebration too. So you can eat here, you can eat there. You got a meal at the celebration over there. They got hot dogs and hamburgers and so on and so forth. So there's a meal over at the at the celebration at First Baptist. Not having Bible study tonight at 5 We'll be in chapter four of Genesis next week. And then uh, Kirk asked me to to mention that that uh, it's July the seventeenth at five o'clock at First Baptist Church rules when they're going to put all the packages together for the kiddos. So. Uh, hope you'll be a part of that any other word before we go jason good to meet you this morning glad you're here glad you and your family are here this morning let's pray together we'll be dismissed father i thank you for this day i thank you for who you are i thank you god that you're moving in every life in this room god i pray for the choices we make the choices to choose you and to choose life thank you father praise you for all things today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed.